0: They Champagne spilling hey, you hey, should taste hey. it Welcome in, you are listening to 30 and 30, day number 23, buying fancy things, hence the intro music there, buying fancy things, fancy meals, is that a part of your life? Certainly wasn't when I was growing up, not that I didn't have uh, some of those things occasionally but not something that gets me too excited these days, definitely something I see a lot of for some people and even on social media and whatnot. it seems to be the the thing to do, flex, I think is the term. You know, if you buy something flash, you chuck it up on your social media to flex on uh, on the gram and, and show that you've done it. But I'm sitting here with no watch on. I actually got brought a nice watch when I was a younger fella eh, for my 21st, I think, and uh, I think I cracked the screen on it and don't even wear it, but um, it was obviously lost on me. But I, I think it's something that dudes want. They like flash, um, flash watches and... Jewellery for some people. Maybe, what else? Like diamonds, obviously, for for the ladies. Bags. Chicks love bags. Once had a partner that dropped five figures on a bag. Each to their own. Clothes. Fancy clothes. They can be pretty expensive. But what's the deal with buying fancy things? Where do you reckon it comes from? My guess is that it gets planted into us via. Marketing and clever marketing tactics, and increased awareness through comparing ourselves to others and seeing influences and things have these flash things, and we think, "Oh, we better, we better have those fancy things." I've never been much of a a fancy thing buyer. I mean, rich coming from me when I do you, uh, do a lesson about um, tell you about buying a Mercedes, but other than that, I don't have too many flash things that are overly expensive. I could probably go without contents insurance. I've got that few uh, things. most of the things that I uh, have at my apartment, for instance, with my girlfriend are um the the apartment owners we uh, have a fully furnished place, so I don't even have like those things and um it's just not something that really gets me going, but I know that it gets a lot of people going and I would just say be be careful or explore maybe why why it is that you want fancy things and what those mean to you and what they bring to your life how long do those purchases last for the excitement how long does the excitement of those purchases last for i should say to put that sentence to together better or are you just doing it because other people are doing it and you've been influenced in some way shape or form it's a very interesting topic and i don't know again like anything there's probably no right or wrong but spend some time with yourself thinking about why it is that you want to do some of these things rather than just doing it because you know other people are it may be that you're buying things that you don't even really want but you know watches jewelry cars um oh to be fair I buy um I buy colognes often that's sort of my thing I really like cologne I try and buy one when I've uh, achieved something to tie it back to something I brought one the other day that was $336 I think from Emory Very expensive, the most money I've ever spent on a cologne. And um, you're just paying for the brand, I'm sure of it. But I forgot to put it on this morning. How could I? I really like colognes. That's kind of the thing that I do spend a bit of money on. I usually do it if I've uh, really achieved a big goal or or won something or um, pulled something off. And it's a bit of a a reward as such. But I get a lot of enjoyment out of cologne. Obviously, you can take it uh, with you. Or well, you can use it every day, just about. But um, that's sort of my guilty pleasure, I guess. So I'm not, I'm not uh, perfect, or I'm not, um, you know, saying that I don't buy anything flash at all, because that's a very expensive clone, isn't it? But some people they seem to want all of these fancy things, fancy clothes, and the clothes with the brands on them and stuff. I rock around in these like Levi shorts that I've really thrashed to death, that I just about wear like all the time. Um uh, this uh, they've got these what are these AES color I think like basic t-shirts and they're so comfortable and they're so they're good fitting and they seem to be good quality. And I have a little bit of a rule when I go and buy clothing and that is if something comes in the house then something has to go out. So if I go and buy a t-shirt, then a t-shirt has to go to the clothing bin. If I buy a dress shirt, then a dress shirt has to go to the clothing bin. if I buy a pair of shoes then a pair of shoes has to go to the clothing bin. And that's a way for me to not sort of hoard things and continue to just accumulate heaps of stuff when maybe I I don't really need that stuff um, but I'm just spending and and just building up stuff because I think you probably only use about 20% of your wardrobe and 80% of it's just sitting there that's not being used. And it's probably the same for the things around your house, even those flash things that you do buy. Now you might be, smarter and you might think well actually I don't want to give mine to the clothing bin I might sell it and that could be smart too especially if you want to recoup some of the cost of the flash things that you are buying and you could sell some things on Facebook marketplace to recover some of the cost of those expenses but usually if I buy fancy things it's really like it's a bit of a luxury for me and it's sort of a bit of a big deal Um, but yeah I, I guess I through my journey of business and and that sort of thing I've enjoyed investing more so my spending usually uh, comes out in the form of different investments and buying further shares or taking a risk in a share that I might uh, have a bit of a play with or a bit of cryptocurrency or something like that so you know I still spend my money or allocate it and deploy it but it's not often on real fancy shit that I sometimes see people with these Gucci type products and different bags and um, what are those things called like satchels and all of this sort of shit yeah i, I don't know it's uh, it's it's not my buzz, but I appreciate that it is um you know exciting for for some people, but the other side of it is probably meals and and eating fancy meals and whatnot that 's definitely become a way that we communicate in a way that we spend time together with different people, and eating out can obviously be very expensive. What I'd suggest to do is to, and we did this, is make a list of places that you like to go for your eating and build a list of places that might be really nice but some that might be really cheap. As an example for us, we've got like a fish and chip spot that we like to go to, it's by the water and we can probably eat and we get out of there less than 20 bucks right up to a fancy restaurant that we like to go to and there's absolutely no way we'll walk out of there without spending $100. Then we've got places sort of that sit in between there and they're places that we always like to go to. Two reasons why you do this. One is that you stop pissing around when it comes to making a decision around where you're going to go and eat. And if you uh, have learned anything from it that I don't like to waste too much time that I think that making decisions quickly and being efficient and productive is a good thing to to train yourself to do. Now, this is a good way that we found to to be able to do this, where we could basically create a, a structure around making decisions of where we would like to go and eat. Now, maybe you've got something to celebrate and you might decide that you want to um, go to one of those flasher restaurants rather than the, the real cheap fish and chip shop or whatever it is that's down the end of the list. And that's completely fine as well. But I just encourage you to actually go through and make a list of all the places that you like to go to so that you can have some structure around your decision-making for where it is that you're going to go. Because there's a high chance that you sit there and you're like, where should we go for dinner or should we go out or should we go somewhere with the kids? And then you talk for 20 minutes about where you should go and who feels like what. But if you actually start with, okay, everyone has to list their top three places they like going, then you build out of a little bit of a list, you get rid of all of that decision making, all that thinking, and the conversation basically comes right out, we're gonna go somewhere, which of these places are we going to? These ones are off limits, but these ones aren't. And when things start getting a little bit tougher in the household or for you or you're under a budget, then you want to stick to your lower end and your cheaper end of your eating rather than going up the the top but every now and then it might be worth um, celebrating something you might want to go out and build a memory of going to a a fancy place to eat and that's completely up to you when I, I was growing up in a small town obviously there probably wasn't too many fancy places to go but I can still remember and feel the sense of how much that's a treat to go to somewhere really nice for dinner and I think as you progress through life and if you start making some more money it becomes very easy to take some of those things for granted. So one thing that I do each day, you've probably heard me talk about this, is write down three things that I'm grateful for. And usually if we go somewhere for dinner or a nice dinner, we went up the Sky Tower recently, you know, I write down that I'm grateful for that because I've probably only done that five times in my life, maybe two, three, I don't know. Um maybe I don't I think I've been there so maybe twice. But that's a very rare thing to do something that you want to sort of savor and remember and remember how grateful you are to do that same thing with uh, when people take you out for dinner or you meet, might get taken somewhere really nice you know you want to be grateful for that and actually remember that you can't do that all the time and and it is a real treat and to enjoy it so be grateful for it when you do those things equally I love uh, my girlfriend said to me the other day what do you want to do for your birthday and that's coming up this month and I was like oh I do know, just like, go for dinner. She's like, what, I like, don't want to have a few drinks with a few people. I'm like, nah, not really, because I'm like, we're going to go out for a work dinner uh, at the end of that week, so I don't really want to drink twice during the week. And, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty cool with um, a dinner, just you and I. She's like, well, where do you want to go? I was like, I'll be pretty keen for a foot long, to be honest, which I yeah, didn't go down too well with her. And she was like, no, you're not having Subway for your birthday. I'm like, well, I might get for lunch then, because I, I really like it. So you know i can I can get by on some of these things that are a bit more uh basic or whatever I just see food eating food as a chore, but I do like going out for dinner. I really like um company and fellowship over food. I do enjoy that, but uh, I can still be very happy down the very simple end of subway or a pita pit or uh, Rincon's one of my favorites here in Auckland a Japanese type food karaje chicken. if you haven't tried it you've got to try it. I'd never even heard of it before I moved here and at one stage I was going there uh, just about twice when I was working, sometimes I go there at lunch with workmates and then go there uh, for dinner on the way home because I was pumping out 14 hour days in that great suit remember, just loved it, loved a long day. Anyway, fancy things, fancy meals, I think we just need to keep a check of them and make sure that we don't get too out of hand and end up allocating too much of our income to these things. You've heard me probably talk about through Keep the Change an exercise where you can actually go through and see what percentage of your income you're spending on different things like travel or eating out or buying fancy products, whether it be jewellery for you or dresses online or um, whatever guilty pleasure you have. Why not go through each month and see how much you spend on that guilty pleasure that you have and then make that into a percentage by dividing it by Uh, the total net income you have. So the after-tax income, so say you earn $5,000 for the month after tax, then you add up all of your your eating out expenses and you realise, wow, I spent a grand total of $2,000. So two-fifths of your income is actually just getting chewed up. I'm sure you're not, but you know what I'm trying to say. Work out what percentage you're actually allocating on these things. It could give you a bit of a shock and it might make you think about changing up some of your habits so that you're not always going to the fancy places you're actually just going we don't need to go to that fancy restaurant we could just go and get something very basic or let's not go out for dinner or let's turn that into um once a month or or whatnot you know I guess as part of these lessons too I I don't want to be that guy that's like oh just you know don't go out for dinner and don't buy a coffee a day and save a coffee a day and you'll fucking you'll end up bloody retired by the age of 85 and all of these things, like you can go and look that shit up everywhere you look. That's that's easy stuff. The less you spend, the more you're gonna have. All good. But I don't wanna just teach you guys that stuff because I've kinda gone past that mindset of thinking, oh, okay, can I have one less coffee a day for the rest of my life to eventually be rich? Like fuck that. What if I really enjoy a coffee? Well I'd rather earn how can i I'd, I'd rather learn how can I earn an extra five dollars Per, per week or per day, sorry, so that I can have that coffee if I want to. Key being if I want to, not, you know, just doing it for the sake of it. And I think it's kind of that content where people are um are scared to probably talk about it because the easy way out is just like, oh I'll just give everybody the answers about spend less, spend less. But why can't we think bigger? Why can't we think more abundantly? And if we want some of these fancy things, then why can't we find some ways to do it? Why can't we do some extra shifts on the weekend? Why can't we try it and buy some of these things and see what they do for us? Um, But eventually, I think you'll get to a point where you'll realize that, I think it's the law of diminishing returns. So the more you buy of these types of things, they'll bring you less fulfillment. And that's what I'd just say to be careful about is that if you're buying fancy clothes or fancy shit, that you're not doing it to try and fill up a hole that can't be filled, and that might be a hole of low confidence or self-esteem issues, or comparing yourself to your friends, or trying to keep up with the Joneses, and all of these types of things. You know, that's when you know that you're on a bit of a, um, you know, a losing path as such, or you're a hindrance to yourself because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And those, those holes, you know, they—I don't think they can ever really be filled in. You've got to figure out how to. Uh, fill it up with something else, and and something that's going to be a lot more healthy for you, or or realize get to an understanding that you don't actually need to fill that hole up, or realize that there's no hole there that you've created the hole, and it's just been going on for a long time, and it's time to stop tipping shit into that hole because it doesn't need to be filled up. So don't uh, don't turn these you know fancy things into a habit if it's uh if it's bad for you, and and gonna find yourself in trouble whilst doing it and we all know people who have gone down a path in their life where they have needed too much money or they've had heaps of money but it's it's all been squandered because of the the love for material things that who knows what they think are bringing to their life but uh, very, very quickly that money gets chewed up and the clothes are worth uh, nothing in a resale value some people would argue that they're not but whatever it is that you're buying it's a very dangerous topic, I think, and a very dangerous thing for all of us to keep an eye on throughout our life, and as we know, if our income starts to increase, we'll probably adjust the way that we spend to match up with it, so you know, again, as I've talked about, start to think about the person you're becoming and whether you need to, you know, are you going to start buying all the fancy labels and the Gucci this and the Gucci that when you get a $100,000 income? Really? Do you want to allocate 4% of your income to a bloody um, pair of pants or, or whatever it is that it is, just to have it on social media to say that you've got the Gucci whatevers. But always find ways to to make yourself uh, happy and fulfilled. And if they are um, cheaper, then you've probably got a little bit of a easier life than those who think that they have to buy very expensive and fancy things to keep themselves fulfilled. One thing I try to remember every time I go into the ocean is how much I love it and how much I love having a swim when I'm not being shit scared of sharks, that is. And I always say, and I said this to my business partner the other day, I said, isn't it amazing how this is free? We've all got the ability to go for a swim somewhere in New Zealand and we're not going to get charged for it and we seem to absolutely love it and people flock to the beach at the end of um, the year and when it's hot and we're all basically doing that for free by the cost to get there and whatnot." And it brings us heaps of joy and fulfillment, but we're not in a mall buying some fancy thing to then feel like we're happy and fulfilled. Go and find other areas in your life where you can find fulfillment and happiness as well and see when you can lean on those. And maybe when you get into tough times in your life, think about whether you need to be buying fancy shit. Is that actually going to be keeping you happy in the long term or are you just throwing shit into a hole because you are trying to fill it because you're not sure why you feel the way you feel at the moment and you're, you're creating a bad habit and trying to fix it with a, um, a solution that isn't going to be very sustainable long term. Right that is uh, buying fancy things and meals a little bit there I guess it's it's one of those things where you know, everyone's going to have their opinion on it and I've never been like massively into a heap of those things uh, I definitely buy things that are kind of expensive, but I'm not much of a gadgety type person. I'm not much of an impulse buyer. I'm definitely a massive cologne buyer. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what the appeal is with it. But I, I get it. Sometimes I've bought nice things and it can be you know cool experience and, and those types of things. But I, I think just be careful how much you let materialism and consumption consume your life and your income because... As you earn more, you're going to gravitate towards more of that and you're still going to have nothing to show for it. And is it actually worth it? Something for you all to think about. We're all different in that space. So again, no right or no wrong, but just a little bit from my upbringing in my life that I think about when it comes to buying fancy things or going out for fancy dinners. Don't get me wrong, I love a fancy meal and going to places that I think, wow, I've never been here before and this was absolutely delicious. And when I do that, I try and really savor those moments and be grateful for them take some notes about them and use those as celebrations and um, toast and, and actually really hold on to those memories. Hopefully you found something good for yourself in there. See you tomorrow on day 24.